This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Willow, it's the Willow episode. Now, we recorded this one back in 2020. We recorded a lot of episodes back at the height of the pandemic that's still coming out that I'm trying to catch up on. And Willow was coming up in the order that we recorded it in, but we leapfrogged a few episodes here because Willow's been in the news lately for the new Disney Plus series that was released this month. So we figured we'd capitalize on that publicity. Now, we didn't know at the time of recording that Disney was working on a sequel series, but it really wouldn't have made a difference anyway in the way we recorded it. So anyway, enjoy the episode, have a happy new year, and on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Just a Cheese, Please. I'm Adam. I'm here with Tara J. How are you doing, Tara? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. So we watched an interesting movie this week, I think. You'll agree? We definitely did. And you know what's funny is that I remember that this movie existed, and I remember that what it was sort of about, but I never actually saw it. Mm-hmm. And that was proven to me when I was watching it. <laughs> Yeah, I had assumed you had seen this, but then I got to thinking that maybe you hadn't. So what we're talking about is Willow, 1988, uh, directed by Ron Howard, uh, written and produced by George Lucas and starring uh, Warwick, David, Warwick Davis and um, what's his name? Uh, Val Kilmer. Val, Val Kilmer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, this was a movie that I saw in the theater as well as several times on cable. Which it makes it makes a lot of sense because I remember the ending so much more than the beginning, and I think that happens a lot when you watch movies on cable because you, you never catch it from the beginning. You know, when you're right. a kid, you like turn That's it on true. halfway through. So I've seen the second half probably ten times as much as I've seen the first half. So it was kind of interesting to see the first half again because I forgot a lot of the premise, but I do remember the conclusion, and there was a lot of scenes that stuck with me for not the best reasons. Dude, this movie was messed up. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, you know, we were raised on Disney movies and all that <laughs> nonsense. But I mean, this movie was fucked up. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into it. But I, I cannot believe how disturbing this movie actually was. Honestly, watching it as an adult. Uh, I'm not saying if I had kids, I wouldn't let them watch it. I just I'm surprised that our parents were just totally it was just like, hey, it's a kid's movie. It's totally fine. Like, no, yes. no. No. no, it's absolutely not. <laughs> it, it's it, this movie is is interesting for me um, because I was so afraid of horror movies growing up, and it wasn't until I was thirteen or fourteen, maybe maybe thirteen, when I started watching horror movies. And the first one I watched was Nightmare on Elm Street. Not the first one; it was like the third one or something. The best, the best. You mean the best one? Yeah, it was pretty good. It's pretty good, <laughs> and I really liked it. And I remember being like, "Why was I so scared of this? This wasn't nearly as bad as Willow." Like that was going through my mind as uh, either a 12 or 13 year old kid was like, this is distant scare me half as much as Willow did when I saw that in the theater. And then I got like super into the horror genre, but this movie kind of stuck out as like the movie that freaked me out the most as a child. 
I don't blame you. Yeah. I do not blame you one bit. So you had never seen this. Did you have any history or any knowledge of it? Well, yeah. I mean, I, 1988, I was what? I was 10. So I remember it being out. I remember having friends that liked it. Um, and it's weird because I do, I, I do, I do love some fantasy movies, but it wasn't my favorite genre. I love never ending story and um, labyrinth and things like that, but it wasn't one of the movies that were on my, it wasn't on my radar for whatever reason. So I did not ever see it in the theater and I'm sure I saw it at a friend's house, a sleepover at one of those situations. Cause I do remember when I was watching it, I remember parts, I, I remember there being a baby and I remember there being little people. And that was like, a, like those, I don't even, I guess it was like a world. I'm not really sure it was supposed to be sort of like a, I mean, yeah, I, I, like, I don't really know how to like put the, put the genre on. I know it's fantasy, but I guess there's different worlds, but they sometimes come together. I remember that there were little tiny, like the people in the tree. Like, I kind of remember that, you know, those little mm, teeny, like sprites. That's the people. one part I did not remember. And and that's kind of all I remember. I don't remember like how what what transpired. I don't remember what happened. I just remembered that there were specific like the specific things of the actual like the specifics of the movie, and that's it. I did mm -hmm. not remember any details. Yeah, um, I mean, fantasy doesn't usually tell you where it takes place. That's why it, it leaves it up to your imagination. Is it is it Earth a thousand years ago? Is it Earth a thousand years from now? Is it a different planet? You know? I was trying to think like Lord of the Rings kind of situation, a different, a different it's world, a different so, time, you know, something like that. You know, it's so funny you bring up Lord of the Rings because when I was watching this, I was thinking to myself, I mean, this was a, a fairly big movie as far as production goes. I but know, I remember sure. thinking that it's a lot smaller than I remember it as a kid because as a kid, this was basically like the Lord of the Rings to me. It was this huge, expansive with CGI and, and like looking at it now and, and looking at the, I understand, I could see the production value, but it also, it there's, I don't know. I mean, you know what I mean? You can see that they, they set up uh, props and, and a couple of houses in, in this one area and then they, they film a few scenes there. You know what I mean? It's not like oh, this yeah. expansive world well, like they tried to make it. Right. Absolutely. But I think it was supposed to be. It was. As a matter of fact, there, there were plans for sequels, but they changed it to be books. So this storyline continues in several books. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is I mean, I kind of did want to know what happened, but we'll get to that. Um mm -hmm. I was interested in what happened at the end. How it how it really ends, but uh yeah, so I guess I have to do my Let's let's go through the plot. Let's see yeah, if you can make so sense. So basically, of... I my plot when I was watching this movie, <laughs> I was writing down my notes and stuff. I said, "Oh, wicked queen no likey baby." <laughs> <laughs> So that's like my first line. I didn't really realize. And then I was like, oh, okay. So Wicked Creek Queen no likey baby for a reason. Okay. So this entire movie is literally about trying to kill a baby. I mean, you don't yes. get more like <laughs> fucked up than that. I mean, this is a children's movie about trying to kill a, ch a baby. It's a baby, yeah. Unbelievable that this is, I don't know. I just, I couldn't believe <laughs> when I was really all said and done. I'm like, that's the plot. You really want to know the plot? That's it. Mm-hmm. So the yeah, so evil the, woman tries to kill a baby. She's the queen. I I kept calling her. Um, I could not remember her name, so I kept calling her like Queen. Oh God, I wrote it down. I can't remember Queen Bulgaria or something. <laughs> I don't know it was with a B. <laughs> I think it's Bab Morda, Bab Mordia, or something like that. Yeah, I I, I couldn't remember what it was. I just I wrote down something. But she so apparently there's a baby with a tattoo which looks very similar to 
to of the picture of a lot of outside temples. I don't know uh, if you noticed that. That picture looks very similar. Yeah. It's, uh, yes, very much, very much so. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was kind of cool. That was the first thing I thought. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty neat. Um, but they want to kill the baby, which is not cool <laughs> at all. So this baby is stolen. Basically, this woman gives birth to this baby that's very special. She's a princess. She's she's basically the one that's going to overthrow this queen. They right? don't, don't want to just kill the baby. They want to take her soul out and Sacrifice send it to the, the yes. never realm so her soul will never come back to Earth <laughs> or whatever fantasy. Because evil queen lady is going to die if she if this if this baby is allowed to grow up she'll take over right is that mm-hmm. the whole thing yeah so the, somebody so an old lady like kind of you know takes the baby runs off and this woman runs forever i don't know where she's running it's snowing then it's summertime <laughs> this woman runs for the baby's the baby grows three. hair yeah. yeah the baby's like three years old it's like it's in high school <laughs> and this lady's still trekking through and she gets eaten by these rabid possum crazy dogs i don't even know what those devil are devil dogs are called and the baby is set adrift mm-hmm. on a piece of grass, <laughs> a piece of sod, <laughs> not, <laughs> not happening, um, is found by um, Willow. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it's a, and now I have to, the, the, the Znikis, what do they call the, the regular oh, size humans? Dakinis? Dakinis. Dakinis. It's a Dakini baby. Because um, the Dakinis also, are, are. Just, just, is that. <laughs> <sighs> You, you know what I mean? I know this is never going to, this is this whole thing. average, never average going size, to, yes, an average, average size, size human being, whatever, yeah. like not, yes, not, right. does not look like Willow and his family. They're, they're whatever. And well, the, he so, says yeah, they turn, have to, they like, they decide they have to bring this baby back. Okay. So Willow lives in a village called the Nelwins, Nel, Nelvins, Nelwins. I forget what the race is called, but they're, they're little people. Right. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, and then they find this baby, and they say we have to go bring this baby back to the Dakinis. Um, they decide he's going to do it, and he has some people. Obviously, things happen along the way. He meets Val Kilmer, who's, I guess, a thief and kind of a swashbuckling badass kind of guy. Uh, ends up being, you know, as an unlikely relationship builds between the two of them, um, and they. I don't know. They go, they do a lot of stuff <laughs> and they finally get that. They, they, uh, there's a battle between, um, Oh man, what's her name? Rain, rain. What was her name? Damn it. I really Rizelle? should have compared to this more. Rizelle. Yes. Yeah. Rizelle. So she's, she's an animal <laughs> and then they keep trying. I mean, I'm kind of getting away from like the plot anyway. It doesn't, I should just shut up now because this is all going to be, have to be edited out. <laughs> Lots of stuff happens. They finally get the baby back to, Right? No, the, what do they even do with the baby? I don't remember now. You don't remember where the baby ends up? The baby ends up with Val Kilmer and the and the, the queen, evil queen's daughter. Mm-hmm. Sorsha. And they, they fall in love. And then that's it. Happily yeah. ever after. Then he goes home and yay. That's it, basically. Yeah. That's... I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of battles. It's a lot of battles. A lot of there is a lot of action. Just like yeah. a, it's a, just a, a a really long battle scene. This movie, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much the second half is a lot of fighting. Yeah. So yeah, um, I there's an opening text that says something about the there's a prophecy that the there's going to be a baby born that's going to overthrow the queen. So the queen is going and. I thought the text said that the queen's going and killing all the female babies, but it doesn't seem to be the case. She's looking for a specific baby that's got a symbol on her arm. 
Right. She's not just go. She's not just slaughtering all the the female babies, right? Because that would be kind of dumb. No, she's looking for that specific baby, and then there was the one that they found. Um, that lady who got eaten by those those dogs. Right. Yeah. She was she like a handmaid. Saw, she yeah. saw the thing on on the, her on the kid's arm, and they and she ran away and and took it because she said they're going to kill her. Mm-hmm. Then she yeah she puts it adrift, and the the thing with the water almost reminded me of the story of Moses. You know they. They put Moses on the, the, the river basket, and it floated yeah, down river. and it was picked up by uh, the, the Pharaoh, uh, the Pharaoh's wife. Yeah. I think George Lucas, he, he's constantly borrowing from other stories and mythological and biblical things. So, you know, I mean, to me, it makes a lot of sense that there's a lot of story elements in this that parallel other stories. Yes. Uh, no, it definitely did. I mean, that was very reminiscent of that story of Moses and baby. And yeah, for sure. And but he, Willow's first reaction is... Let's push it back into the river and pretend we never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's really funny is that Warwick Davis was like 17 when he did this movie. I read that. Yeah. And he looks he looks so young. Yeah. And these kids that are like five are calling him <laughs> Dada. I'm like, you would have had these kids when you were 12. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, Dada? Like, this is it was ridiculous. I just looked at his face. I'm like, this guy, this kid, he looks like a kid. He's yeah. like a 16 year old kid. Yeah, he was he so young. Really looked young. Yeah, and he was young. I mean, he was only born in seventy. This came out in eighty eight. So when they filmed it, he was like seventeen, yeah. maybe like eighteen. No, he was seventeen. I, he I was it. a yeah. child. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And these kids, you know, it'd be different if they had little babies, but they had these grown kids that were like <laughs> kindergarten, first grade age. You know, it was just funny. But like in front of his children, he's going to just doom this baby to death and pretend like he never saw it. And he's like, don't touch it. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, because he's what, his, his reasoning, I think, was like, I need to get my land uh, farmed because if I don't farm my land quick enough, someone's going to be able to come take it. That seemed to be like a conflict. Like, if I don't farm my land good enough, they're going to give it to someone else. Yeah, and which is weird. It's yeah. a sucky world to live in. My God. <laughs> yeah, so then the his wife comes along. And I got to say, Kaya is a beautiful name. Like, I just love that name. It is. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I thought it was a very pretty name. I love that name. But she comes and she's like, just takes the baby. And she doesn't say anything. She just starts walking back to the house. Well, they all love it. The, yeah. the baby, the kids love it. The, the mom, you know, the, his wife loves it. Well, he's like, put it down. Like, we're not taking care no, of this. No, we're not taking care of this. We're not going to love this thing. No, 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 not absolutely not. It's not even for like the same as us. We have to bring it back. You know, we've got to do something. We can't have this thing. No, it's got to go away. That's just absolutely not. <laughs> She's just ignoring him. It says the villagers will see it as a bad omen and they'll throw us in like a pit. And or they'll, something. yeah. <laughs> they said like a big flood will come and it'll be my fault or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> what happens? Oh, um, they, they it's like a, a festival that they hold. And the there's one sorcerer who lives in that village. And every year he decides whether or not he wants to take an apprentice. And Willow wants to become the Sorcerer's Apprentice. And I don't know if that's what the festival's for, if it's, or if it's just like a like a Saturday fair. Maybe they do that every weekend. I, yeah, I, I wasn't sure. It seemed like it was a, quite a big affair, but I don't know sure. if it was Saturdays on in their world. It's just that's how it is. Or if it was, I feel like it was maybe specifically for that selection. So. Mm. And so uh, Willow's doing some sort of uh, sleight of hand magic on a, on a tree stump. People are getting drunk. And uh, I don't know. It was it was. It was like a, it had like a county fair kind of vibe to it. Yeah, like a Renaissance fair, more like right. the music, like that kind of music and stuff they were playing. I don't know. So the sorcerer was somebody because the sorcerer comes and he says he's going to try to pick an apprentice. The sorcerer, the actor, he was somebody. Do you, do you know who he was? Like the actor? 
Yeah. Yeah. He was in another movie that we've done. Yeah. He played Gwildor in Masters of the Universe. Did he? I would never would. I don't know. I would never recognize that. <laughs> yeah. You could, I, I could tell by the voice. I mean, he was in a lot of makeup in Masters of the Universe, but. But funnily enough, I did recognize Rizel because she was in Neverending Story. Oh, I didn't recognize her. She was in. It's funny that you recognize that. I recognize her. She was Urgul. She was like one of the like. Remember when Atreyu goes to and the the luck dragon flies him to that weird place where he sees those like two like little people. And I don't mean I mean like actually tiny little <laughs> Urgul and uh, Angavuk. Okay. Yeah. 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 And that like was... they, he takes him to the Southern Oracle, or like guides him there, or whatever, and says like oh. you've got to go through these like gates, or whatever. The the Sphinx. She's the wife that's in there, and she's like talking about. I, I could I recognize her voice, and she's yeah, because she had about, make, she had makeup on in never any well, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, definitely. And she, wow. but I recognize her voice. I said, why do I know that voice? I can I just I know it, and it's her. She's making potions to make him feel better, and yeah, so she's she was in that. So mm. yeah, so um. The, the, the sorcerer doesn't pick any apprentice because he has this thing where he's like, holds out his hand and he says, pick a finger. And everyone picks a finger and he's like, no, I'm not taking any apprentices. Mm-hmm. And for like a, quite a while in this movie, I just thought that that sorcerer was just a bullshitter. I didn't think he had any actual power. I thought he was just fooling everyone. Because up until now, I don't really think you know that magic exists. You know, like they, they talk about it, but you don't actually see it. I guess you don't. And so I was like, maybe that sorcerer is just totally lying to all the villagers but then when the devil dogs come and they wreck the fair and um willow decides uh well i think he figures out that they're after the baby or something oh because they they attack like a baby crib crib so uh he's gonna bring the baby to the village town hall meeting and they say that he's got to get the baby out of the village he's got to bring the baby to uh, like the crossroads or the borders with the Dakinis and give it to the first Dakini he sees. And that's that's really how the, the movie sort of kicks off, right? He's He's got to go on this quest outside of his village to bring this baby to its own kind so that uh, um, they can get it out of the village because apparently it's a magnet for these devil dogs or the queen's evil troops and so forth. But these, these dogs are sent out by the queen, and her people, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't yes. know. I wasn't sure because in the beginning, I even I even wrote I'm like these, you know, baby sniffing, <laughs> rabid, you know, poison. Like I don't even understand what they are. Like, they, they look like possums to me at first, a bit giant possums, and I didn't understand. But obviously, they were after the baby, so I didn't really like. I didn't know if they were just wild in the, you know, just kind of naturally there, or if they were sent out. But it seemed like they were sent out by. The queen even though it's never explicitly said yeah and she doesn't say it but i think you do see them leave the castle that the queen's in i think you do yeah but she also says like bring them back alive and those dogs are absolutely out to yeah. kill that baby yeah. you're telling that to a kill yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> you're telling that to a wild animal well yeah pretty yeah. much so yeah he's got to go on this quest and he brings some of his friends with him to the crossroads the dakini crossroads and they get there, and there's just like a bunch of dead bodies in cages. And then, but then there's an army that passes by them, and he tries to give the baby to the army. And the army's like, "Hey, we're we're going, we're going to battle. battle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't take care of a baby." But then, in in enter stage right, whatever <laughs> is Val Kilmer in probably one of his funniest roles. I have to say, oh, I he love was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> And this is when he was 
kind of just really starting, right? I mean, he was in his like mid twenties, I think, when he did this. Mm -hmm. It was he didn't. I don't think he had a whole lot under his belt, right? Before that, yeah. I mean, I think this uh, when was Real Genius? I think it was around the same time, but yeah, I don't think he was in much before this. Or yeah, Top, was he, Top Gun may have been eighty six, but he really wasn't that big of a. He didn't have that big of a part in Top Gun. Either. I mean, I don't think he didn't do anything, but he wasn't a huge star. No. It wasn't like, you know, someone who'd been acting for years. It was just, he was kind of new and he was really funny. I, I didn't expect him to be funny. And when he just kept calling out, what was it? Verbal Bur cut. And he's calling him by his name, <laughs> even though he doesn't know him. I don't know. I just found that I was dying. Like, I thought it was hilarious. He, he's in a cage. He yes, obviously he's in, he's in like a bird cage, basically. Yeah. Someone put him there so he could rot and die of starvation and elements. And and we I, don't really ever know what he did, right? No, I mean I, I read about like what he did in, in the the outside of the movie. Okay, well, I mean he's so obviously in the movie you know, didn't you like him. Yeah. People did not trust him. They thought he was a bad person. Yeah, I mean, well, basically they alluded to that he was a thief and he was a deserter. He was kind of like a swordsman who played by his own rules and sure you know kind of left the army and decided to he didn't have any masters and um so yeah i guess he was unloyal to the his whatever he wasn't his. really a bad guy he just right. did he went he did his own thing yeah he was a little bit of a rebel but he he definitely did yeah i'm sure he did some bad things but he wasn't as horrible he didn't deserve to die is <laughs> basically what <laughs> i'm saying he did not deserve to be hung in a cage to like starve to death yeah so he's trying to get water from them and they're all arguing about whether or not they should leave the baby with him and he just immediately gets involved in their politics and he's like learning their names as they're arguing with each other. Oh my God, it's hilarious. It's so funny. Yeah. And he keeps calling them pecs. I guess peck Ooh. is is like a derogatory term. Yeah. They yeah. shouldn't, you shouldn't say that to them. It's like not a nice thing. Exactly. Because I, I didn't really understand what it meant. And I'm assuming it means like small, like peck. Yeah, I mean, they obviously, I guess they, they would say it with it pretty with disgust and the and the Nelwins would get pretty upset. So. And they would say like, my name, he would say like, my name is Willow. So he kept calling him that. But he's trying to convince him to let him out of a cage and give him water. But meanwhile, he's calling him names. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't really understand. I'm like, you might want to chill out on that because, dude, because you're not really getting any points right now. But he was all over the place. He tried being nice. He tried being mean. Like he was just trying everything mm -hmm. to get them to give him some water. But then, yeah, he, they they dump him out. They they cut the the cage open, and he rolls out. And he he's got so much energy in this movie, which I think yeah. is great. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He definitely does. And he says he's going to take care of the baby. And you you don't really know if you can trust him or not. And Willow's the same. He's like, I don't know, but I'm supposed to give it to the first Dakini I see. And this he says he's going to take care of it. So I guess I'll give him the baby. And then he takes the baby and the baby obviously turns very obviously into a doll as he's swinging around. <laughs> and it's like you can even see a, there's a there's a very split second screen where you can see the face and it's definitely a doll. Oh, OK. Yeah. You know, like there's a you, you can just tell like from it's like you if you could freeze it at that exact moment, you'd be like, oh, yeah. But he's like swinging it around and like, yay, woo <laughs> baby, yay. And then, of course, loses the baby within 10 minutes <laughs> yeah and you don't really ever find out whether it was his fault it almost seems like it wasn't that it was stolen from him but by... well, they said that he was peeing or something oh yeah they were like we took him from you and it's in this fever dream acid trip scene where they're walking back and there is this bird with a i don't even know what's going on to be honest with you it is seriously like it was kind of like i was on drugs for two seconds i'm like i don't understand what's <laughs> happening and it's just like 
I got a baby screaming, screaming. Like what the fuck is going on right now? And this you think it's the bird super talking, weird. right? You think it's the bird saying, I stole a baby. I stole a baby. Yeah. I was like, I said, it's like a bad trip fever dream. I stole the baby screaming, screaming. I stole the baby. And it's just, I don't really. And because at that point you don't really even know about these little teeny tiny sprites or whatever that what I don't even know what they're what they're called but they're these, called brownies brownies little sprites brownies whatever they are god I hated super weird I hated and these, I did not I, I did not <laughs> remember them being like I just remember I remember a scene seeing them at one point you know from when I was younger but I did not remember them being as kind of creepy as they were I don't know they hmm. Not later, because then you have the two idiots that are with them the whole time, which they're kind of being a little bit funny. But I just that whole scene, that whole thing where they, they fall into the hole and then they're like, there's this lady who's telling him that, you know, you need to you need to do like this is your mission. I don't know. It was just very strange. Yeah. So they they, they steal the baby from. Uh, oh, we should talk about Val Kilmer's name. Mad Mortigan. Well, Mad Mortigan. Yeah. So when I was young. I thought it was Mad Mortigan, like Crazy Tony. Yeah. Because he was pretty crazy. That's but, what I thought up until I saw it written. Right. Same thing. I was even even now watching it. I was like, oh, his name is just Mad Mortigan. That's like his his given name. And I did not know that. I thought it was Mad Mortigan, like Crazy Phil, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I thought it was Mad. Like his last name is Mortigan and he's crazy. So they called him Mad Mortigan. Because he is kind of frantic, right? I mean, he is kind of. Uh, crazy. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Okay. So, anyway, they stole the baby. The brownies stole the baby from Mad Mortigan and they capture Willow and Migosh, his, his buddy, and they tie them up like Gulliver's Travel. That's exactly what I thought, too. I was yeah. thinking the same thing. I'm like, these people are tied up and they have these really little, teeny tiny, like, kind of spirit, like, sprite people around him. It's so funny. I thought the same thing. I'm like, this reminds me of. Oliver's travels and then there's uh, some sort of spirit lady comes yes. and talks to them and says mm-hmm. um this baby is special it's gonna overthrow the queen its name is uh elena alana I something oh, gosh. Allure. Allure. Uh, Allura. Allura. Allura the full name first and last name Allura Danin. Allura like Dan. something i thought it was <laughs> da- i can't i thought they kept saying Danin. But to be honest, the sound on my TV wasn't great. And I really hate, sorry, it's like this little side side note. I hate turning it up all the way because then the dialogue is normal. And then all the action scenes are so unbelievably loud. It's like being in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And I just can't, st- I cannot stand that. I so I was trying I to keep it at a normal level. So some of the dialogue, I'll be honest, I, I didn't hear. There's some dialogue where I'm just like, I don't know what they're saying. I'm going to try to read lips and I'm just going to try to be really quiet and listen because I didn't even feel like kept getting up. And as you know, I don't have a remote control for my television. So. <laughs> no, but it's um, true. It's like when I, when I just I, didn't want to keep like turning it up and down. I'm like, I don't, this is ridiculous. It happens Why can't anybody ever make a fucking movie where the you can have action, but why does it have to be 15 times louder than the dialogue? Why is the dialogue like whispers? So that was kind of the situation I was in. So when they said, they said, Allura, and it sounded like they were saying Danon. I don't know what they mm-hmm. were saying. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way, though. It's very common in movies where the dynamic range is so high and the louds are too loud and the, the, the quiets are too quiet. And you're constantly having to play with the volume. Why? It's like, 
I want to be still able to a hear thing, people. Hello out there. You have technology to do everything. Why is this still a fucking thing? There should no be there is no reason for that. It's because today's movies or today's moviegoers, they want to overwhelm you with sensory overload. So they want the action to be super loud and they don't care about the dialogue because stories aren't important. I could actually do away with the action sequences and just care about the story and the people talking. But that's just not the way it is today. But why do you need the explosions to be super loud? I already know they're going to be loud. It's an explosion. It's going to be loud. I get that. I don't know. But I want to hear what the people are saying when they're like hiding in, you know, when they're sitting there trying to hide from the bad guy or something. I want to hear that dialogue. I don't want to have to be sitting at my television. And it's not because I'm deaf. It's because this shit sucks. And that's it does. It really is horrible. Yeah, and it I happens in agree. movie theaters too sometimes. Like I'll be in a movie theater and it's the same thing. And just it's well, ridiculous. Yeah, movie theaters, they just turn the volume on everything up. And it's yeah, just, every, exactly. You know, There's no like, you know, discerning volume. I want there to be volume for certain things. Lower on the explosions, higher on the dialogue. Not that hard to do, right? You think? I don't know. No. They they figured out equalization many many years ago oh many years ago it's been a thing for a while i don't know why this is hard but anyway and i'm sure many people feel the same way that we do i'm sure they do so yeah so she this the spirit lady comes down and says that the baby who apparently is aware of what's going on has chosen willow to be her protector right and they have to get her to this other witch lady who is going to protect her and keep her safe from the queen until she's old enough to overthrow the queen. I think that's what happens. And she gives Willow a wand and says, here's a wand. Give this to the witch lady when you find her, the good witch. And I'm also sending two of my little brownie guys to escort you for whatever reason. It's not like they can do much, but apparently they go with Willow to drop this baby off with this good witch, Roselle. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's that's pretty much the gist of that scene. Yeah. But I hated these brownies. I forgot all about them. And uh, they were kind of funny. One of them looked like Chainsaw from summer school. Oh, <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> I saw I had to look it up to see if it was him or not, because it really looked like him. He had the, like, the eyebrows and just the cert- the face. Like he just really looked like him. I'm like, is that the same guy? It was not. Well, the other one is Kevin Pollack. That's who I thought was. That's who I thought it was. I thought Kevin Pollack, I guess when he was younger, looked like the guy that played Chainsaw. I don't know. He looked just <laughs> like him in the movie. Like, what? That would be funny if that was if he was in this movie. And I, I like Kevin Pollack, but I did not like him in this movie at all. Uh, yeah, I, I think the brownies were put in there for comic effect. And that's one of those things where it's like, who is this movie for? Because mm. I don't know, maybe you thought it was funny, but that seemed like it was there for kids. But kids should not have been watching this movie. But this movie was, yeah, that's a, but you know what? In the 80s, I think we did watch stuff like this. Like it was for kids. Yeah. It was not for a grown up. I mean, what if you were, you know, if you were like 28 or 30, would you really be going in 1988? Would you really be, would you want to go see this? I don't know. I feel like it would be a kid's movie. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. Um, This was definitely geared towards children, I think. And it's like, yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Did you see the warning they gave in the upper left hand corner when you push press play on this? I don't remember. I do usually pay attention to those, too, though, because it says like smoking, drug use, you know, whatever it is. It's but... the depictions of tobacco in this film. That was the only that was thing the... that they... <laughs> I did 
did say that. And we're, I don't remember seeing that. Does anybody even, did anyone smoke a pipe? I don't remember even seeing that. It's possible someone smoked a pipe, but with all the crazy, disgusting horror. To be like depictions of trying to kill children. Yeah. <laughs> like, depictions like horrifying of monsters horror- and cutting heads off. But you know what's interesting? Getting skinned. Yeah. There like, is not ugh. a drop of, there's no blood. There's okay. No blood. That's how they probably got this to be whatever PG or PG thirteen. There is no people blood. are getting stabbed left and right in this movie, and there is oh. nary a drop of blood to be seen. When it that, is amazing. When that troll like goes, he 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 oh my the thing on the troll, and it it's its skin comes off, and it turns into like a brain, and it kicks it into the water. It turns into that horrifying two headed monster. That it's, scene freaked me out. It's disgusting. It's yeah. seriously that's scary. That is a scary. That is like. I mean, that's something that would be, for, you know, in a in a alien horror movie like from the. I, I don't, I don't understand how this was a kids movie. I don't, I don't understand how it yeah. was. And then there's a scene where she's turning them, turning the army into pigs, and they're all <gasps> retching. And, and, and then, then just and you just see like those warthog fangs come up from Val Kilmer in at first and his face starts to change. Oh, yeah. my God, dude, I was like, this is not even funny. Like, this is really scary. Yeah. But again, the only warning is, hey, someone might Somebody, be smoking a pipe somewhere, which I can't even remember seeing. Might be somewhere in the back. You know, we don't know. I don't even remember seeing anybody doing that. There was a lot more violence and fucked up shit. In the, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty violent movie. Pretty horrific. Oh, and then like another thing. So I don't know where we're at quite right now. Um, have we gotten to the bar? Such the bar? Do they go into the bar? Are we there right now? No, yeah. So that's, that's okay. basically the next scene. Yeah. So he goes, he sets off on this journey to find this uh, good witch who lives on an island somewhere, escorted by these two brownies, and he's got the baby, and they need milk. So they see a tavern. They're going to go into the tavern to see if they can find milk for the baby. And they go into the tavern. No, no one like like Willow is there. It's all dakinis, all regular, yeah. average sized. And they, um, they're all just super mean to him. And they're like, "Get out of here! No one wants you here." Yeah, but what is going on in that bar? What is happening? Is it ch- like chicken fights? <laughs> oh, what um, is? Don't you know. don't remember like the scene? There's, I don't even understand what's going. On. I, I'm like watching the scene. I'm like, what is going on in this bar? What is actually happening? There's people on the shoulders of other people and they're just beating each other to death. <laughs> oh, really? You don't remember this? The, yeah, in the bar. I just remember them being on each other's shoulders. I thought they were all getting drunk. They were hitting each other? No, I they, were, they were hitting each other and just like, yeah, there was, just, yeah, it was kind of a thing. It was weird. Is that like when they you're in the pool? They show you... it twice. They show it two times. And at first, the first time I see it, that's when I was just like, what is going on in this bar? And I see it again. I'm like, are they chicken fighting? <laughs> I don't know. It oh, was, oh, oh, that kind of chicken. Okay, the chicken fighting where you put someone on your shoulders. and then Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. No, okay. not chicken. Like, I thought you meant on like, like actual like, cockfighting. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Like people were, somebody was on someone's shoulders and they were fighting <laughs> each other. It was very okay, strange. Okay, I, I see. All right. Um, yeah, maybe. That, that could have been what was going on there. Who, who the hell knows? I don't um, know. But then we run into Mad Mortigan, Mad Mortigan again, who is having an affair with some woman, but her husband's about to enter the room, which she knows somehow. And the scene, I can't, I can't take it. The scene makes <laughs> me. She dresses it, it, him up no, as a it woman. really, it really makes me mad. It does. It actually makes me mad. I Why? don't like it. Well, so this this woman is obviously having an affair with Mad Morgan, Morgan, right? Mm-hmm. And the husband sort of knows about it. 
he's dressed like a woman to conceal the fact that they're having an affair. He comes in. The husband comes in. Where is he? I'll kill him. Mm-hmm. This is my my cousin or whatever she says, Hilda. And he's like, oh, Hilda. And he starts fucking molesting her mm-hmm. and grabbing her boobs, his mm-hmm. whatever. So you're mad that your wife, I'm sorry to make this like a feminist thing, but no, this I, really I, pisses me off. I, I know you're mad don't. that your wife is probably have, having an affair and you want to cat, you're going to kill him. It's She is terrible. That's the worst thing ever. But you're allowed to literally molest her cut her cousin if you don't know it's a man but you think it's a woman and you're allowed to do that and that's totally fine in front of her oh my god and he says so he says you want to want to breathe this is this is like i know it was the 80s and i'm like usually totally okay with it but that scene just really i don't know it just really pissed me off Mm -hmm. yeah it was just so blatant and so obvious and so awful it's like you're right in front of her you're like you're cheating oh i'm gonna i'm gonna try to fuck your cousin Mm -hmm. what Sorry, yeah, I, I really. I, I, oh. I, if you didn't bring it up, I was going to. I just wanted to hear you out. It was very strange that that was in that movie. I know. Again, for kids to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, the uh, the queen's troops, led by her daughter Sorsha, come into the tavern looking for the baby, and I don't remember how they they start harassing. Uh, why do they start harassing? Oh, because I think he's holding the baby. He was holding the baby. He okay, was holding okay. the baby. And she's like, she says, because she think, at first thinks it's, it's a woman also. Which so is. She, she, yeah, it's, it's so yeah, ridiculous. Doesn't and look like a woman. She's asking him questions. I don't remember exactly what she's saying. But then she realizes that it's that it's not a woman. He, he pushes her. And she's like, too strong to be a woman. Is that what happens? Yeah. Does he push? She he pushes her. Okay. And so, yeah, he exposes that it's it's a man, it's Mad Morgan, and then the husband who was hitting on her gets freaked out because it's not a well, woman. Well, now is he mad because it's the guy that his wife's banging, or is he mad because he just hit on a guy? That's what I want to know. That's a good question. <laughs> that's my I, question of the night. That's a great question. I don't know that. <laughs> was this a bit of gay panic going on, or was mm-hmm. this uh, was this just him getting played by his wife? I don't that's know. what I'm trying to say. It's like, mm-hmm. are you really mad about the fact that like your wife might have been banging? Are you just mad because you just totally hit on a dude? Yeah, <laughs> you did. You grabbed a dude's boobs. <laughs> he, he definitely grabbed a, a, Serves a, you right. a boob full of clothes and did not know the difference. And does I'm sorry, but if you can't tell the difference between this <laughs> and an apple and a sock, then you have some problems. Yeah. I don't know what to even tell you about that. Like, I, I you oh, need some man. experience, friend. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably why your wife is cheating on you right now because you can't tell the difference between a tit and a, an apple. Like, what is going on with that? This is also where we get introduced to the, the one power that the brownies seem to have, which is they're carrying around a love potion. It's fair for some there, reason. Yeah. Why the hell are they bringing a love potion on this journey? Why is that their only skill? Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. I was thinking, I thought the same thing. Like when they do it, they so one of them ends up getting getting it and falls in love with a cat, which I thought was kind of (laughs) hilarious. That was kind of hilarious. The cat was just like, (laughs) 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 and he goes like flying because he's so tiny. But all right, Um, for just for future reference, that makes you think that when you get when they get that potion that that dust in your face, that you're gonna fall in love with the first living thing you see regardless of what it is right right that's, that's not it's not true it doesn't hold true doesn't hold true later on yeah i know yeah i know okay. right. oh believe me i take notes <laughs> <laughs> i am aware of these things yeah so they there's a there's a big 
bar brawl and and Matt Morgan and Willow and the baby and the brownies, they escape. And there's this just long scene of them being chased down in a wagon, a horse-drawn carriage. My God, it's so long. It's it's a it's a horse and a horse and cart. Yeah, yeah. Basically, Uh, it's a big chase scene. Too long. It gave me anxiety, to be honest with you. I I I had anxiety watching that. It's too much going on. It's too long. It's too ridiculous. The Mm. the fights, honestly, the fighting in this was a kid's movie. The fight scenes because they were so over the top and stupid people flipping over each other and like you know it was just so dumb like people don't fight like this and it was like zorro the word fighting was like it was going so obviously through between their arms so many times you would see it and you know there was no gore at all but it was constant killing everybody was dying but nobody was bleeding and nothing was really that hard like no death was horrifying Mm -hmm. But there were other horrifying things in the movie, but that, you know, that that was not one of them. The you know what? The death there, scenes are were not terrible. There was blood in this movie because I noticed at the end, now that you mention it, there was some trickles of blood on Rizal's oh, face. Yes. At the end of the movie. But OK. Yeah. But you're right. I that do, might have that's, been the only that's like blood. the only thing, though. And that was when Willow, well, Willow had, right? Willow. Willow and Willow had some blood on his face. When okay, he, have, he had yeah. been fighting those when they were in the castle. But no, no bloods from swords or from death or anything. Like from that. stabbing, yeah. I mean, your sword would be covered in blood. Obviously, there would be blood squirting everywhere. None of that. There was no pile like puddles of blood on the ground when they were dying. It was nothing like that. It was just how do we even say like a stationary blood on someone's face. Right. Yeah. There was no bleeding of any kind. Action of any action of bleeding. I guess maybe that's a different rating. I don't know. Yeah, I think back then, I think that was a big thing. There was a lot of things apparently you could show, but blood wasn't one of them. And blood could be on someone, but they it, it couldn't be coming out of someone or something. I don't really know. It's possible because I know that's that's why in Star Trek they gave they made it canon that the Klingons had I want to say green blood or not red blood because if the blood was red, then they would have gotten R rated. It wasn't blue. Was the Klingon blood blue? I feel like I should know that, but I don't. But anyway, you it wasn't. Should, you should absolutely should know that, actually, <laughs> well, Adam. I'm a little ashamed right now. Of even I don't even like Star Wars, but I know you know everything about Star, Star, I mean, Star Trek. Trek. Sorry, Star Trek. Sorry, I know I just said Star Wars. Well, I caught myself. Star I think Trek. because there's some inconsistency in canon, but in the sixth movie, I want to say, Undiscovered Country, when they slaughter a bunch of Klingons, they made sure that the red was not the blood was not red right. because that would have caused them to have an R rating, and they didn't want it. So that definitely is consideration. For the MPAA, at least it was back then. Back then, yeah. Yeah. See, I have that in my in my notes after the uh, after ter- after the ridiculous horse and cart scene. I just I I don't know. I, it annoyed me. It went on too long. And plus, they showed all of the wheels breaking. And then, of course, when it's done, there's only two wheels that are broken on the back, mm-hmm. not all the wheels, because they showed they literally showed all of the wheels splintering and coming off. And I'm just like, I can't handle this. <laughs> there's no way this is happening right now because. This is just crazy. I don't know. It was just really, it really bothered me. There's so many things that bother me in this movie like that. Mm-hmm. So and my next note is actually basically about the blood. But I also do have a note that said there needs to be a Willow sled ride at Disney World. No. Oh. Because that looked like 
the most fun thing I've ever seen. When they says get oh, on the yeah. he says get on the shield, I thought. So there was a shield, this huge thing. I think it was a shield, yeah. And he says get on the shield and he go they go sliding down. Oh my god, that looked like there should be a ride that's modeled after this. I know this movie is super old and maybe there was. I don't even know. There could have been. That did look like fun. And then uh Man Morgan uh, falls off and he rolls down the hill and starts picking snowball. up snow and <laughs> turns into a big snowball. And if that's one of the scenes I remember the clearest for some reason was Mad Morning and turning into a snowball and hitting the house. But it wasn't like I remember that being funny. I remember that being like, I thought he was dead when that happened. When he slid into that house, <laughs> oh, no. I was like, oh no, he's dead. Oh, no. But it was played for that. laughs, you know? And uh, yeah, so that was, oh, so that's after uh, Mad Morgan gets the love potion in his face. They get captured and uh, by the bad people and they're gonna steal the baby back. Right. And he he hates the he hates the, the queen's daughter, Sorsha. I mean you can tell. If you've seen a, more than a few movies, you're like, all right, these two are gonna fall in love. Obvi- right? Oh my god, it's so obvious. He's like, I hate this woman. And he's like, yeah. no, I he like, obviously likes her, but he has to pretend because she's a bitch. I mean, yeah, so they get captured and it's pretty torturous, you know. They they're they're tied by their hands and bound to like this the cart that's walking. And they have to walk behind it, mm-hmm. and eventually he picks up um, Willow and helps him. And he's you know kind of showing his he's really showing his human side and started to become like a really sweet person at this point. You know, obviously he cares about Willow and this whole journey he's on. Yeah, and, they, um, they put him in a cage, and. They put him in a cage with this rat who turns out, they get to that island. And it turns out that Roselle was turned into a, was it a rat? I don't know. What no, it was. it was a, it was like a bush baby or a lemur or something. Okay. It was some kind of weird exotic animal. I don't think it was a lemur. I want to say it was like a bush baby. Honestly, that's what it looked like. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. But so the, the good witch is a animal and Will has to turn it into oh, like a person again with the, the wand, but he doesn't know how to do magic and he keeps screwing it up. So they they sprinkle the, by mistake, the brownies hit Man Morgan, Val Kilmer's character, with the dust of broken hearts or whatever, the love potion. And he's supposed to, I, I thought he was going to fall in love with Willow or the brownies. Or- That's what I thought too, but it's like, it waits. So you're right. I mean, that was, that was, you know, one of the parts where he, yeah. he sees her and he's like, oh, but it was so many, he had seen so many people before that. Exactly. Yeah, he he sneaks into the queen's sorshas, the queen's daughters, um, while she's sleeping in her tent to steal the baby. But then he sees her and he falls in love, and he starts reciting this poetry that, to me, reminded me of the poetry from Supergirl. And I don't. Oh know, God! Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if this is a uh, if this is on Val Kilmer or not, or if it's supposed to be like bad, but. He did not do a good job of pretending like he no, was in love. That's so funny. I that's true. It's like the dumb, like you know, the construction worker guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I think your eyes are so beautiful, <laughs> and I want to give you roses. Yeah, and they're using like Shakespearean um, sentence structures, but not actually reciting anything from Shakespeare. I, it just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I like I said, I don't know if it was supposed to be bad, but uh, yeah, that scene was super cringe. It was, but I, I mean, I kind of want to say it was on purpose because I think his acting throughout was so good that it was supposed to almost maybe be sarcastic or s- stupid and ridiculous, ridiculous because he was on a, he had, he had 
fairy dust in his eyes. So he was not thinking uh, clearly, you know, I, I would like to think that. But have you seen Val Kilmer pull off romantic uh, in any movie? Yeah, The Doors. <laughs> oh, the Doors, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe that's just like dirty, sexy. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, he definitely has some, he has a lot of charm in that movie for sure. Okay. All right. Because I'm thinking Batman and Batman, the dialogue, romantic dialogue was almost as bad. So I'm like, maybe Val Kilmer just can't do romantic mm-hmm. movies. Maybe but. he can't. I just like to think he it's better than that because his, his performance in this movie was quite, quite good. Yeah. So anyway, they get chased to that village. He finally gets a sword in the scene. He's been asking for a sword for the entire movie. He needs a sword. And um, that's when that famous line from Willow where he finally gets a sword and he takes down the first few people with the sword. And Willow goes, you are great. Which is a, <laughs> like the most famous line from this movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that famous? Yeah. I had no idea. And it, yeah, it's weird. It just It's not that big a deal. But that's what everyone remembers from this movie is, you are great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember that. But I have to say, I want to know why. That, so he sees this. Is this where we where are? We are where the helmet where he found he finds the um, they're in this abandoned place. Uh, well, so they they stay uh, almost. So we, we go down the snow hill with the shield and he ends up running into that army we saw earlier when they right. find him in the cage. And he's Man Morgan knows one of the soldiers, like the lead soldier there. Right. And. Eric or something. Yeah, Eric. And mm-hmm. Eric tells him, like, don't trust Man Morgan. He's just going to betray you. And Man Morgan's like, no, I won't. And they tell the army that we're on our way to this castle. Right. Okay. Tyrolean or some, something weird. And there's an army waiting there. And when we get there, we're going to be able to battle the Queen's soldiers and all that. They've got all the armaments we need. And the Eric is like, don't trust Man Morgan. And it's a suicide mission and all this stuff. And then the the queen's army attacks and they take Sorsha hostage and they start bringing Sorsha along. They, they're able to, to basically kill the queen's guards, but they take Sorsha hostage, the queen's daughter, and they're going to bring her to this castle where they're going to stand their ground against the queen's army. But she escapes, not after being upset that he doesn't remember having the love potion because he's like, doesn't he's not on the influence of love potion anymore. So she's like, I thought I was your moon and stars. And you could tell she's maybe a little upset that that's not the case. Yeah. And she runs off. Um, she she manages to escape and they show up at this castle then. But it's like abandoned. Everyone there is turned to, to ice stone. or stone or stone. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Very badly, I have to say. I hate to say that, but yeah. it's not good. Yeah. At all. The, but yes, they're turned to stone. And he finds this suit of armor, right? <laughs> And I'm just confused why it has a Madonna ponytail. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. yeah. That's you know, um, you could have the, you could, I mean, even the fate, you know, I don't even know if Romans or anybody actually had the bristles on the top. I think that's like the helmet with the horns kind of thing. It's not like a real thing. We just, we just do that for Hollywood with the Vikings. What? what the fuck was going on with that madonna ponytail like i don't understand whether they just they could have just put two big old cones right here too and been like <laughs> we i don't understand that that was really weird and i'm sure nobody ever had that it's i don't probably know was historically laughs. i maybe it was supposed to be funny i don't know because it was just weird and it he, looked weird and it looked stupid it it looked really stupid you know they they get to this castle they find out it's abandoned. He gets all upset until he goes into the armor and he's like, oh, my God, look at all these weapons. Look at all these swords, all these crossbows. Yes. 
And then he sees this armor, and I don't think you can tell if there's a ponytail. No, but you see cannot, this gold armor. He puts he's, it on. Like, he's like, this is amazing. And the next time you see him come out, he's got this ridiculous. You see armor. him like from the back. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just this long blonde ponytail. I'm like, what the? It's fuck part is of going the helmet on? for some reason. Um, and, and he's then... running around with this freaking <laughs> armor on. I, I feel like it had to have been for laughs. So now there was some slapstick action in the scene. As horrifying as it was, some of the action was was. That's why this movie was so confusing. Yeah. And I kind of want to go back to this at the when we finish like when we're done talking about the movie. I do want to talk about how confusing this movie was because it really did confuse me, as far as genre or what it was supposed to be or who it was for. It was very very weird. But I just thought this part was also really hilarious to me. I don't know if it was supposed to be. This is also, again, like, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or if it was just, like, really legit. Like, people were like, this is a good idea when, we, when they wrote it. They're in a in a kind of a walled off. It's, it's a, I don't even want to call it. It's like a fort-ish kind of because it doesn't have a top. It's just kind of walled off and it has a big wood door. Yeah, it's the castle gates. They're in the courtyard of the, of the castle. Mm. And they put wood over it, right? They start putting wood over it to keep the, because the army is coming. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but it's wood. So instead yeah. of like do, using weapons or whatever to break it down, they proceed to chop down an entire fucking <laughs> train. And mm -hmm. I mean, this, these people need to be on the strongman competition because I've never seen anyone chop down an entire tree <laughs> in three seconds like they did. They chopped down a whole tree in three seconds and then proceeded to use it to bash open the doors. Yeah. <laughs> when I feel like there was probably another way to do it because chopping down that tree would have actually taken probably several hours. <laughs> yeah. It was the quickest I've never, I don't even understand. I don't even understand what happened. Well, Sorcerer, someone was there saying faster, faster. So obviously. Oh, well, when you tell me to go quicker, I obviously move quicker <laughs> than humanly possible because that's all it takes. Just tell yeah. me to go faster and I will move faster. <laughs> yeah, they create a battering ram and they take down the castle doors, the castle mm -hmm. walls, and they, they come in. But at the same time, we find out that there's trolls in this castle and the trolls are these hairy beast looking like monkey things that stick to apparently stick to things they oh, stick yeah. to walls so the first time i see it it's crawling under the bridge yeah and i'm like am i seeing this right mm -hmm. or am i am i high i'm like what is going on right now it's I creepy see, you just see it but you only see like the shit like the silhouette of like the shadow of it and it's crawling under under the bridge mm -hmm. under like i mean and I'm, I'm not talking about under the bridge walking on like regular i'm talking about walking on like underneath the actual bridge on the underside of the bridge yeah upside down mm -hmm. and i was like what the fuck? no i didn't like that yeah it's scary and then again there there's one on the wall i don't like that at all when that's it was that no that was not okay i did not like those they were really scary like they scared me as a grown ass woman i was <laughs> like no no thank you i don't want anything to do with either any of these yeah, and horrible. They're they're they jump out in front of Willow. One of them jumps out in front of Willow, and he pulls out this magic wand he's been carrying around, but he doesn't really know what he's doing with it. And he zaps the troll, and it it just it starts screaming in pain, and it like it collapses into a ball, and then these tentacles come out and take the fur off, and it turns oh my into God. This, this so gross. It looks like a giant brain, like a sticky brain with folds and everything, and he just kicks it into the water it's like a gremlin don't get it wet yeah. <laughs> apparently it don't don't get the this, trolls wet it turns into this giant two-headed monster with the ugliest heads i've ever seen on they have like their brain on the outside oh my god 
and they're disgusting and they apparently they're cannibals because they ate their trolls before like what the trolls were before they turned into that they ate they ate them they were eating chomp i don't care and they breathe fire somehow yeah but that's that's what's so funny it's the the genre is confusing because he would like stab a troll in the butt he'd be like oh poke you in the butt and he'd be like oh but then that troll would get ripped apart by these horrific monsters it's just it was a juxtaposition of like is this comedy or is this a horror movie. I, I said apparently when trolls get wet, they turn into um, two-headed, fire-breathing monsters that are also cannibals. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really understand what that was about, but it was really weird. And I said, have I had I seen this movie as a child, it would have absolutely terrified me. I mean, it really would have scared me. It was a it. This is not a movie I'd play for my kids at school ever. No. It's not. You know, it's not like a fun, lighthearted. Let's look at some people doing some fun things and, you know, jolly and blah, blah, blah. There's a baby. Hey, there's a baby. Oh, it sounds so innocent. There's a baby. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no mm. and no. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And this scene sticks out in my mind. This scene and the pig scene are the two scenes that I remember being terrified of as a child. But um, Man Morgan winds up jumping on the backs of these these creatures. Well, first of all, there's this funny scene where... He thinks he's scaring all the troops, but it's really the, the two-headed dragon scaring him. Yeah. And when he turns around, he sees them. Then he he runs out. And, and he's, he's like, ooh. <laughs> like, yeah. he does make a funny face. Like, his face is actually <laughs> kind of funny. I have to say, his reaction is quite is quite comical. But he runs into, like, the, the enemies, the enemy troops. And he's standing there with the enemies just marveling at this two-headed monster. And then he realizes, oh, shit, I'm with all the enemies. And they're like, get him. And he has to, like, run away. But he jumps on their heads and he stabs them with a sword. And while this is happening, Sorsha is standing in the middle of the courtyard. She's like, oh. <laughs> doing nothing but staring admiration, whatever that word is. Uh, uh, she's, she's staring at, at Mad Morgan and falling amorously. in love with him. Amorously. At, yes, yes. She yeah. is looking at him amorously, thinking how much how, how sexy he is right now. And he's stabbing this bad monster in the head. And look how brave he is. Yeah. With his ponytail. and so yeah she ends up kissing him in the middle of the courtyard and now she's good she's a good person just because of how hot and bothered she got watching man morgan stab this this dragon like your mother is literally the evil evil queen of the universe of the whatever wherever world they're in i i can't again i can't figure out if it's different worlds different realms different whatever i don't know if it's one world i don't really understand exactly where we're at Mm -hmm. but she is the evil queen of some world yes you know of the the, the kinis or maybe i don't know but she definitely is and it's just kind of funny that she would just betray her whole family i mean her mother is quite a bitch but yeah you know just because she's like oh this guy's sexy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm like my mom's the bitch and like doesn't even care that she died i don't you know whatever and it's, it's funny because the the queen earlier on says something like i'm not worried about my daughter betraying me i'm more worried about you betraying me than my daughter but yeah it turns out the daughter is the one who betrays her which is foreshadowing foreshadowing hello yeah. that's film like film writing 101 <laughs> or mm-hmm. like story writing 101 so this whole time, Willow's been trying to turn Roselle back into her human form, and he keeps failing and turning into different animals. Goats. She's a goat at this point, I think, right? She's like, for, she's a crow, 
and she's a goat and she and he does a couple at like one time so it's like boom 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 yeah it's like a turtle and like you know all kinds of different yeah they they go to the they after this castle scene they decide to the, the baby gets stolen actually babies yes the baby is getting prepared in his tiny straitjacket actually at this moment <laughs> yeah it's for like this ritual. it's it's really like a tiny little straitjacket it's really creepy and yeah i i I think this is where you find out the queen is magic because I didn't think I knew the queen was magic until this point. But apparently she's like a super powerful witch. Super also. powerful. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, all right, well, we're going to go storm her castle and take the baby back. So they go and they set up camp right outside the castle, which to me doesn't seem super smart. You know, like they, sh- they I don't know, they, they, they go to the castle and they set up camp to go to sleep like 100 yards away from the queen's castle. Where they could just come in the middle of the night and slaughter them all. Slaughter all them all, yeah. But they don't have to because she just looks out at them and she just says, you're all pigs. And then turns them all into pigs. This was another scene that freaked me out Mm -hmm. as a kid. Just horrifying. It was pretty scary. Except when they were actually all pigs. And I was like, oh, piggies running around. That's cute. Yeah. But then when they were turning into the pigs, that was equivalent to... Um, Jeff Goldblum turning into the fly. I mean, really, yeah. it was really gross and scary. And the fly is not a children's movie. No, it's a horror movie. And I don't understand why this wouldn't be categorized more of like horror fantasy than children's fantasy. <laughs> I think I don't, it should you know be what for I mean? sure. It definitely, and I've, I saw a lot of weird ass movies when I was a kid, and this one stuck out to me. So it's. It's, there's a lot of times when you get older and you're like, oh, this movie's not so bad. But like as a kid, I remember this movie affected me pretty badly. No, I mean, watching it and just even what the whole thing is about. I mean, it's it's just really it's really crazy that this is a kid's movie. I don't know. Maybe maybe honestly, like as messed up as my childhood was, maybe my mom didn't want me to watch this movie because she was like, this movie is not for children. I don't know. I, that could be the case. I have no idea. I just know that I never saw it in the theater. Mm. I know it was never a movie that was on in my house ever. Yeah. So they they um, they turn into pigs and then Willow is able to protect himself with a spell because the goat lady, the goat witch basically tells him, like, put put this protective spell on us and then we'll be we'll be safe. They're safe from turning into pigs and he's able to finally transform her into a real person. And then she takes the wand and she's able to turn all the pigs back into soldiers yes she takes the swiggly stick and she's able to <laughs> she's able to like finally we have some real battle of the sorceresses going on here and it's very exciting and i love it i oh queen bavaria is what i kept calling her because I, I wrote it down i kept calling her queen bavaria <laughs> yeah but i don't know no it's, it's close <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then um once she turns them all back into soldiers they storm the castle and they walk in on the queen right as she's about to kill the baby. And it's, yeah, it becomes a battle of Rizelle versus Beth Morda. Two so, old ass women going at it. But now Queen Bavaria did not look this old 20 seconds ago. Yes. Now, is this because the baby isn't dead yet and she's, she's counting on like feeding off of that soul to keep her going? So how come she suddenly, so it's like raining and I'm like, oh, I'm like, is it, is it cause her makeup is running off her? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't really understand why she looks so shitty right now, 
but I'm assuming it's because she needed that baby to die to give her more her soul. I don't really understand. Like, why did she suddenly start looking so old and terrible? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think that was really probably her truer form. Maybe she was had like a um, what's it called? Uh, like a charm. Or what was the thing that they used to call like a spell? Craft? Yeah, like a spell to to keep her looking younger, I guess. Maybe I just like I couldn't figure out what it was. I, I was like, maybe it's because the baby isn't dead yet. And like she has the baby in her possession. And now it's like, oh, it's just a matter of time. And I'm going to die if this baby doesn't it doesn't get necromanced or whatever the <laughs> fuck they, I don't even know what they were trying to do. Whatever they were trying to do this this poor kid, it wasn't happening. So it's, she was she was like aging and she was dying as it was going, but it didn't they never explained it. They never explained at all like why she just looked like that. It seemed they just like, suddenly showed a scene. It was yeah. raining all over and the poor baby's crying. I even wrote I'm like this poor kid is like taped up in electrical tape in like a straight jacket and it's <laughs> raining on its face. And this kid is crying and this kid is probably terrified in real life mm -hmm. and it shows. And then all of a sudden scary lady, like with no makeup on and looks horrified. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't really know what's supposed to be happening here. And why does she look like that? I don't get it. Yeah. I, I did notice that she definitely looked older, but I thought that she was just, that was just her true self or something. Yeah, they never explained uh, but it. But she wasn't trying to suck the soul out of that baby because the idea was that she was going to send the baby's soul to a place where it can never come back because I think she was afraid if she just killed the baby, the soul would get reincarnated into another prophesized child. Right. So she wanted but to get rid of the soul. She needed the baby to be gone completely yeah. to survive. Mm -hmm. So maybe she fed off of like... Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's possible. Maybe that was what ke was keeping her young and the fact that the baby was still alive was making her old and like die. Because she didn't really even die. She just sort of went up into a weird dust cloud. You know, I don't really understand yeah. exactly what happened to her. I actually love this fight, by the way. I think this fight is amazing because it was, again, it was two old ladies just going at it and they were like, yeah. super into it. And they were and they were great. They yeah, were they, great. Were, they were they were fun. Um, but it was also like very early in CGI where actors didn't quite know what they should be doing when they were like, all right, now effects are happening. So act like there's stuff happening. Like you could tell, like they didn't know how to react to things. They were right. like, act like you're on fire. And she would just kind of be like, ah, and she like, would just bend she down was a little bit. kind of like, uh, -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, yes. You were like, uh -huh. I noticed that. I was like, you're on fire, lady. Like, you should be flailing all over the room, freaking out. And she's just kind of like, oh, <laughs> I'm just going to move side to side like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were probably like, well, I can't act like this if I, I, I don't have any visual cues. So it's just interesting to see that. But they, she, she just starts throwing the the good witch starts throwing the bad witch around the room and like spinning her yeah. around <laughs> on the ceiling like rah, rah, rah. It's, it's such a great scene. No, um, I do love it, and I have to say, I I, I do have a question for the end because this is actually my very last note. Um, okay, so I'll just say this, and then you can you know whatever you've got. I just if it was a trick, and the baby really wasn't gone mm -hmm. or dead or mm -hmm. whatever, whatever, then why did the witch, uh, the, well, wait, I, the, the evil queen, actually die. Because yes. if it was really truly about the baby, then whatever spiritual or or weird thing that was going on with that situation, it would have been known. You can't trick a a thing that's supposed to happen into happening because you just say it's not happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The baby wasn't dead. The baby was 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 fine. 
Okay, so but let if me, this let me really was about the baby, then she wouldn't have just she'd have been like, no, and then went up into her dust cloud or whatever. Okay, she did. well, let, let me set it up. So these two witches are fighting each other, and um, the evil witch, you know, all the magic that goes back and forth. The evil witch winds up beating the good witch by just choking her out. <laughs> just literally puts her hands around her neck and just chokes her. And then um, she's like, all right, now I'm going to get back to doing the ritual. And Willow's like, no, I have the baby. Uh, you, you, know, you can't have it. And he throws, he throws one of those acorns that turns things into stone. Yeah, I love the scene orange. where she, yeah. she grabs it. And she's like, you can see she's scared because it's starting to turn her to stone. But she like gets control of it and then turns it back. And I thought that was such a great scene and great acting by her. It was a good scene, yeah. And um, he's like, I am also a sorcerer. Because the whole whole movie he's telling everybody he's a sorcerer and everyone's just laughing yeah, at him. Yeah, he doesn't shut up about it, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he just says it too many times. And he's like, I'm going to send this baby where you can never touch her, where evil can never touch her. And she's like, there's no such place. And he goes, blah, 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 blah. And he like wraps her in a blanket and then the blanket, it's gone. Yeah. Yep. And she's like, no, how could the baby be gone? And she knocks over this liquid that's on the altar. Right. It's like blood looks like kind of bloody. Like and then she gets zapped by lightning. And what I can imagine is that was the ritual that was going to befall the baby where they were going to cover the baby oh. in something. And then she was going to get somehow draw the lightning in and hit her. And okay. that was going to zap her to a Well, that realm. makes more sense then. Okay. Because I was like, because I, I remember seeing, I mean, I saw the, the blood and like the lightning and I just figured it was for effect. Mm-hmm. But that makes more sense if that was going to be the ritual that she was going to do with the baby to send it into the netherworld so it could never do anything, then that she disappeared. Because I was like, if it was just simply the fact that the baby was alive, that wouldn't make any sense because the, I don't yeah, know how to put the, it, but the spirit the world and the spirit realm would have known that that's the baby is actually still alive so that she wouldn't have just, she wouldn't have just died or, you know, gone off because... Like, just because somebody told her that the baby was not, that it was gone. You know well, what I mean? But exactly. But she did get defeated, not by the baby. So by the baby, herself, the, So basically. the prophecy kind of didn't come true, right? It's like the prophecy was that the baby was going to defeat her, but the baby didn't defeat her. Willow did. Willow did. Well, and she did. She defeated herself. I she mean, defeated she herself. sort of did. Yeah. Con- congratulations. You, you played yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know that meme? Do, 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 do. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then Willow's like, oh, no, I just did my disappearing pig trick, which is my sleight of hand that I my did at the fair hand, earlier. Yeah. And then the good witch wakes up and she's like, you did it, Willow. You're, you're great. And that's it. Then the baby gets raised by Sosha and, and Mad Mortigan. And Willow goes home, and a hero. A hero, yep. And he sees his little wifey and his little kids. And that's, that's it. it. And it's that's very sweet. Yeah. Um, again, I really would love to talk to Ronnie real Ronnie Howard and find out where what their where their intentions lied with this movie and who they really thought it was for did they is it something they would show to their own children do they feel like it was appropriate for children i mean kids movies were creepy back in the day i mean i know in the 80s we watched a lot of like escape to witch mountain we watched that in school it mm-hmm. was terrifying Mm-hmm. I just like I just kind of want to know because it was humor that kids wouldn't get anyway. So it's like, was it a movie for kids that was also for adults so like the parents could watch it too and be entertained? I don't. Uh, I'm not really sure. I mean, fantasy wasn't even that popular back then. Uh, I just don't think it would have. The parents would have been into it. 
That's what I'm saying. Like you wouldn't have gone to see this like on a date, you know, if you were if we were older back then. If we were in our in our twenties back in the eighties, we wouldn't we wouldn't have gone to see this. We no. would be like, let's go watch fucking Freddy's nightmare or if we wanted to watch something scary. Right. And also we haven't talked about the baby at all. Like how adorable was those kids, that kid's face, those expressions. And I know that they probably obviously were with close-ups, but to get those expressions yeah. and there's sometimes those expressions, it was, it was so good. Obviously it's a lot of editing, but it was a very expression in baby. It had a lot that, of great expressions. And there was four yeah. kids. I looked it up four different babies that what? played that. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it was a set of twins. And then there was like two other kids that was like stood in certain times, but it was okay. a set of twin, the twin girls that. Wow. And they were all, I mean, I couldn't tell the difference, but that's just because I, you know, they're babies. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know that there was a wig like that. The the tuft of hair was not real. The one that they, well, also they cut it. Obviously, I'm sure that wasn't yeah. real. And apparently Actually, they, I thought it was Ron Howard's kid. I was like, this is a little redhead kid. Oh, I'm like, this yeah. must be Ron Howard's <laughs> child, but no, it was not. Uh, and yeah, apparently they, they couldn't use any adhesive uh, to stick the wig on, so they used syrup, which is kind of cute. That's why the baby's smiling. It's like, no, oh, it smells sweet and you know, it's delicious and sticky. <laughs> You're like, okay, sh-. they just probably like rub its head and be like, here, sh-. <laughs> like put it in you know its what? mouth, like look, yeah. sugar, quiet, <laughs> yummy. That's probably it's probably a good. Yeah, no, but that the baby's expressions were baby was very expressionist. Super. I mean, I don't really, I'm not really into babies. You know, if it, you know anyone that knows me knows I'm not like a baby person. Mm. But that it was it was cute. It was a cute. They were cute kids and they were very expression. They had very great expressions and the editing was so good that they, you know, they had these expressions where it was like, had this like wrinkled face when it looked at certain, like when it looked at um, Mad Morgan for the first time and it made that crinkled face, like, I'm not sure about you. I was like, yeah, this baby's funny. <laughs> yeah. They got just the perfect expressions out of it. The they baby. really did. They yeah. did a really good job with that. So I just want to, I have to give props to the babies, which they're like, what, like 30 now at least? Uh, 1987? Yeah, I, I mean, they've yeah. got to be. Yeah, probably in the mid 30s. Uh, as a matter of fact, I read something about uh, Warwick Davis just tweeted a picture of him with someone and said it was one of the babies played in the movie. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. And those, and I don't think any of them have pursued uh, acting careers. No. They just were yeah. cute babies. And I don't know how I don't know how they got involved. In it. It's so interesting when someone's a baby and they get involved in acting. I guess it has to be the parent. Right. The parent has to be. The driving force in that i mean obviously you're a baby you can't say anything you have no say in it so it was just interesting like how people when they're you know when they're that young and a lot of them they're like i don't remember really a lot of that right yeah you're one two i guess maybe at the i don't oldest. think that, yeah i actually don't don't know if the baby was one years old uh they didn't have teeth yeah yeah i noticed young. that because that grosses me out Ugh. so yeah all right. But anyway, so, that's it. On to the numbers, I suppose. On to the numbers. Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think? Uh, nice muscles. You've been working out? <laughs> Show, like showing that? me the guns? I know. I'm trying to show you my, this is, this is my, um, this is what I'm, I'm trying to flex my number skills. Oh, here. okay. I, I see. No, I'm being, yeah. I'm being a dick. This is your pre <laughs> Because I'm going to get it wrong. Yeah. Pre, Pre-prediction <laughs> flexing. I got it. <laughs> all right so let's let's talk about rotten tomatoes we got two scores we look at the tomato meter which is the critics and the audience score yeah what do you think the critic score was the tomato meter tomato meter all right i'm gonna say 
Tomato meter was 68%. 68. And I will say that audience score. Okay. Audience. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do more specifics just because I feel like, you know, at first I was doing like within 10% range and 5% range. I still think if I get within five, it's pretty good, right? I think absolutely. If you get within five, it's great. Um, 81. 81 for audience. So you think, no, yeah, okay, I said it already. It's done. It's in. So it's you in think the that the the critics gave it a, a fairly favorable score, but you think the audience gave it a better score? I do. Okay, let's see what we got. Fifty-one and seventy-nine. Uh, well, so, I was pretty close to the audience score. What did I say? Eighty-one. Yeah, eighty. You said eighty-one. Very close wow. to the audience score, and that's with two hundred and forty thousand ratings. <laughs> That's actually pretty impressive. I'm, that's why I see I had to I had to flex a little bit. That's yeah. I mean, um, tomato meter. I was off by what did I say? Sixty eight. Sixty eight. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you thought the, the critics liked it a little bit better than they did. Let's go down and see if we could find anything interesting. Um, Gene Siskel. There isn't a single major character in the film who is engaging. Like wow. Um, I, that's a pretty fucking harsh thing to say, Gene. Because I would say. I agree with that. I don't really think that it was the most engaging movie, but I think Val Kilmer did a fantastic job. Yeah, I thought the characters were actually very engaging, especially Willow and Val Kilmer. Well, yeah, I mean, Warwick Davis did a great job, too. He did. And I don't really know him from a lot. I know I'm supposed to know him from all these things, but I don't I just don't. I don't really I don't really know him as an actor. I thought he was great. Mm -hmm. I did. But I don't really I'm not familiar with a lot of his work. So, okay. If it evaporates from memory with the airness of a bubble bath, at least it leaves a friendly glow in the sense of a magical world loving evoked, lovingly evoked. I don't. I, do these people even see this movie? Why I'm is, pretty sure you did not. There's nothing. There was like nothing love, lovingly loving anything. Friendly. There was glow. nothing ma like friendly and magical and like what. And nothing memorable? What, like What, what movie are me? you talking about? What movie are you talking about? Like, this should traumatize you. You should be like, I remember a lot of things. I wish I didn't. I mean, this one, Willow feels it's a kind of movie that might have worked considerably better on the printed page. I do have to agree with that. I think yeah. that would have been something, like you said that they decided to do the books. I agree. I think that it would have been something that's more, like, much better off read. Yeah. I, but yeah. hey, mm -hmm. you know what? I mean, I didn't... I no, we'll, we'll talk about our scores, but... Um, it takes forever for the story to get started, and once it does, it holds few surprises. Yeah, it's a really, but that's a really boring rating. Like, why would you even write yeah, that? Exactly. What's the point of writing a rating like that? Like, just don't say anything. You're not yeah. telling anybody anything. Like, it's a movie. Like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it exists. Yeah. Willow exchanges the high tech gleam of Star Wars universe for the low tech look of a Tolkien esque world. But otherwise, it's business as usual. These people were not faced it's at all. Such by a fucking pretentious prick. Jesus, to say things like that. Oh, God. No one seems phased at all by the crazy shit that's going on in this movie. They're all like, hey, it's business as usual. A few surprises. Right, well, we need to find, uh, let's see if some audience. Yeah, I'm sure the audience is going to say something like, this is a fucked up movie. Oh, not even an Academy nomination? They really dropped the ball in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, you tell them, Brendan. <laughs> Three out of five. But he's telling, but he's telling <laughs> the whole plot, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's la it's lacking in the whimsicality of the actual fantasy world. Okay, that whole sentence actually doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think this film is lacking in the whimsicality of the actual fantasy world. I'm sorry. 
what? Yeah, I don't really understand. That sentence what he's makes trying to say. zero sense. But okay. Maybe it's just due to nostalgia, but I, but I, absolution love this movie. Absolution. It's the absolution <laughs> of myself, of my soul, to love this movie. Everyone thinks this is a very generic plot, but I feel like it's the movies back then were. I mean, there weren't that many fantasy films to begin with. So I don't think, see, that's really weird because I don't think it was a generic plot at all. Like, I understand like the biblical references and I get that it's fantasy, whatever, but I don't find it to be generic. Was there 12 other movies out at the time that I missed that were like this? You know no, what I mean? Like, yeah. were there? I, I, maybe I missed them all because I'm not saying I don't think that it was generic and I don't think that it was overdone. I just, I don't think it wasn't a movie that I would be super into. But yeah, an evil queen that wants to stop a prophecy by killing a baby, and a elven character teams up with uh, other races. This, I mean, that that's, doesn't seem cliche to me at all. That's what I'm saying. I've like, did I miss this time? Because I don't. Maybe I was asleep for six years. I don't really know. I, I I don't remember any other movie like this. And I'm not saying it was the most amazing thing. But honestly, watching as adult, yes, did I think it was absolutely fucked up and not for children? Sure. But did I did I kind of enjoy it? I looked, let me tell you the truth, Adam. Mm-hmm. I look at the time. It said two hours, six minutes. And I said, fuck. Yeah, me too, actually. I was, I was like, like oh, God man. fucking damn it. This movie is too long. I'm like, I can't. I can't do it. Because I'm not, you know, you know, I'm not into this type of it, it, that fantasy Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, whatever the fuck kind of shit you want to say. Like, I'm not into that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's like what I'm thinking it's going to be the whole time. So I was not happy. And then I started watching and I'm like, OK, I'm sort of into it. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah. if I want to tell him that. But then I told you, I was like, yeah, I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had this weird feeling you might. Yeah. Because of how did. gross it was. <laughs> I love that you think that about me. That's amazing. Mm. Hey, listen, at least you know me, right? <laughs> so uh, this this one's interesting because this person is, I don't even know. Listen, it's an action-packed and adventurous fairy tale combined with Howard's direction, Lucas and Dolman's script, the performance of the cast, Horner's score, Biddle's cinematography, the editing by Hanley Hill and Hiscock, Cameron's production design, Lane's costume design, action sequences and visual effects. Like, how does this guy intimately familiar with all the cast, all the because cast Because he's either all the production um, crew, I should say, part of a production crew at some at some point, or he's just really, really, really a big film nerd. Believe me, I went to film school. I know people like that. Okay, I, I, was do. I say, know people like that. Like that is a thing, and it's not. Yeah, he's either thing. one of these people that he mentioned, sticking his name in here under like a fake account. Or uh, he just is a super nerd and really knows film because that's it's, crazy. It's it is weird, but people there are people like that. I mean, he's praising the costume designer by name and the production design. Like that's crazy. Yeah, that is a strange thing, but it happens. Yeah, but I don't know. Nobody's mentioning the fact that it's it's traumatic and terrifying. I, I don't know. I'm sure if we really look through, I, I think you might be able to find it. But yeah. All right. Well, that's good for now. I mean, we could keep going, but I, I'm sure somebody I mean, I would I would love to put up a review and say that. Like, why is no one talking about how terrifying this movie is? <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, budget and box office time. I will give you the budget and oh God. you will guess how much money you think it made. I'm not even getting a sense. I usually can get like a feeling. So this movie in 1988 cost cost a lot. I know 35 million dollars. 35 million, which was incredible amount of money. That's insane. But this was 
basically Luke, Lucas's sci-fi follow-up to Star Wars, and the studios just kind of tossed him money because he just put together like a billion-dollar trilogy, and he was like, "I got another thing. It's another fantasy movie. People are gonna love it." So they were like, "All right, here's thirty-five million." It's so hard. Um, Thirty-five million, nineteen eighty-eight. I mean, Star Wars is already a thing. Like it was out, and it was um, marketed heavily. I'm, I'm going to say it did not. I don't know. This is really hard because it's just it's hard because like I I don't I don't know that I don't know that I feel like this movie like really was this blockbuster. I know that we knew about it and it was a thing, but I kind of feel like it might have been a flop. All right, I'm going to say I'm going to go crazy right now. I'm going to say that it made, no, I can't even do that. I don't even know. I'm really, really, this is like the first time I've been like, I don't even know what to say about this movie. I don't know. It's a tough one. 35 million. There was really no genre like this. other. And there wasn't. And it's just like, I don't know. 80 million. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just going to say 80 million. I have no idea. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's take a look. According to box office mojo. This made fifty-seven million. Okay. So I, uh, you know, look, you said it made more than it. Uh, I, than you know, I felt like it had to have made more, but I didn't think it made that much more. So I yeah. was, you know, I really, it's, it was, it's so hard to say because, like, I don't, I remember this movie, but I don't remember it being like a thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I remember it being around, but I don't remember it being like this crazy, insane, amazing, a movie where you'd say like, ah. <laughs> This movie made so much money. Yeah, so just... it um it debuted number one, but it was pretty much the only movie to debut that weekend because it happened to be the weekend before Memorial Day. So it's like, hey, if you're gonna put a movie out in May, why not put it out on Memorial Day? Okay, but Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice had been out already. Uh, eight weeks. Beetlejuice. Okay, had been out for I was eight gonna weeks. say, don't you talk about Beetlejuice? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. Yeah, but that was shite. Week. You know, yeah. who cares about that? Uh, Moonstruck. I don't even know what any of these movies are. Color. Shakedown. I don't know. Colors, that is. Moonstruck. Yeah, I know that's a sh- that's a share a share movie. Yeah, above the law. That's Steven Seagal. Bloxy Blues. Matthew Broderick. I remember that movie. Yeah, I didn't see it. Good Morning Vietnam, but it's been out. That was these are movies that have been that, that were been already out, out like five months already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right. Well, I mean, I had a feeling that it did okay, but I don't think it did. But then let's just. I'm just curious to see what it did at second weekend because that's Memorial Day. It was in third place behind. Crocodile Dundee 2 and Rambo 3. Oh, Lord. Those are so, terrible movies. Sorry. <laughs> they were big movies back then. <laughs> but they're so terrible. Mm. I saw Beetlejuice in the theater. Did instead you? Of I Willow. don't think I did. I did. Oh, I did. And I loved it. Oh, my yeah. God. I love that movie. I still love that movie. I used to get called Deal. What is her name? Um, Who? Winona Ryder's Winona character. Ryder's character. <laughs> Oh, um, Lydia, Lydia, right? yeah, Lydia, Lydia Dietz. Yeah. Yes. Who used to call me that a lot? Hmm. I don't know why. I'm not strange and unusual. <laughs> All, All right. right. So Your scores. Let's do it. I think you scores. go first. I can't remember who went first. Yeah. I, don't know. Uh, I saw I'll, you in person. I saw you in person. What? Two weeks ago? Two like, weeks two ago. Weeks? That's right. Yeah, Two yeah. weeks ago. So like I it's been we've been kind of off track with everything. We actually got to see your face for real. Yeah, it's nice hanging out. It was fun. You get you get left just in time too, because New York imposed some harsher restrictions on travelers now. So. I did. It was perfect timing, actually. So, all right. Um, my score. Let's see. My overall score for this movie is going to be a six. 
Okay. I was thinking about a five. No, you, but... you can't do that. That's my score. <laughs> okay. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a, a, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm giving it a six because I think it's got a, a good place in, in movie history. Uh, it stuck out for me. And um, I think it's, I think that, you know, we didn't really talk about it, but I think it was really great that George Lucas liked Warwick, Warwick Davis so much and he decided to build a whole movie that had apparently the biggest cast and call for little people. So I think that that is um, a, a great thing to have happened. But just even if you take that out, I think that the, the story and uh, the world that he built is worthy of at least a six. So I'm going to give it a six for my, my overall rating. Wait, should I do mine first and then we do cheese? Because I do want to say something because I actually yeah, was, was I was thinking that before that there must have been like a real all call for, you know, little people. And I thought it was I, I actually thought it was awesome because they really used little people and they didn't use any kind of CGI. You know, they didn't do anything. They were like, hey, you know, like, yes, we want like I just thought that was really awesome. that And that was a really great progressive thing to do. I mean, I don't know, whatever, but I just I thought it was pretty cool. I did. I was thinking that when I was watching the the festival scene. Yeah. I was like, wow, that is freaking awesome. (laughs) Like, this is great. And I did notice that I have to say, I don't remember his name. Um, Shit. The guy who was in Bad Santa. Oh, um, uh, something Cox. Like hilarious. Tony Cox. Tony Cox. He is so funny. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's Tony Cox. I was like, he was in Bad Santa and he's so funny. And. He looks exactly the same. I was like, oh, my God. This yeah, he looks yeah. exactly the looks same. looks exactly the same. It was mm. so awesome. I think he's so funny. So I, mean, I have to agree with you. There's even rumors that Peter Dinklage was in that scene in the background somewhere, but it's not been confirmed. I mean, I didn't know it is. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, I feel like if you were an actor at that time looking for work, you probably would have been picked up in this movie because it was the largest casting call yeah. ever, even to this day. Absolutely. I would think I, I would I would assume that like most people that if you've seen them in movies, they might've been in the background there, you know, for sure. Um, I'm going to have to say, I'm, I want to, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a five. Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate it at all. And I'm not upset that I watched it. I actually kind of enjoyed it, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't that good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it really like, there was so many issues I had with it, but I don't know. You know, it's it's fine. It doesn't matter. I I I I'm happy I saw it. I was actually way more into it when I saw that two hour thing. I was like, no, this is gonna, no, I don't want to watch this for two hours. And I actually was into it, and I it did I did like watching it, but I I don't want to really watch it again. Yeah, uh, me too. And um, I'm still confused about who it's for. So that's why it's getting a five because I don't understand who this movie was made for. Maybe it was made for everyone. We were like kids, adults, whatever, yeah. everyone. I don't really understand. It's not the way you should make a movie, though. Not really. I agree, but that's why I'm like, I don't look at it. You get a five from my, from yeah, my rating. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Okay, so then I will give you my cheese rating. Uh, we did have a back and forth on this where we, we actually switched movies uh, this week because I was worried the first movie would be cheesy enough, and I picked this one because I thought it would. And then you said it early on in, in the viewing, you said it might not be, and... I watched it and I felt the same. Like, oh, this is really isn't that cheesy. Um, I'm going to give this a four on the cheese scale. Oh, shit. I hate when I have the same score oh. as you. 
Well, then you go first next time. And then, you know. No, um, it's okay. But yeah, I think it's I think it's a four. I think it's um it's not not cheesy because there's some scenes that are, but overall, it's just it was it was almost too unique to be cheesy. It didn't. There's no other like I understand the people from Rotten Tomatoes all think it's cliche and and generic, but to me, it seems very unique. And if it's not playing any tropes or any cliches, then I don't, there's not really a whole lot of place to be cheesy. Then, you know. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to agree with you. I'm gonna give it a four too. Um, I, it's 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 cheesy. The fight scenes are cheesy. There's some lines that are cheesy, but I don't think that overall it's a cheesy idea. I don't think that it's a cheesy movie to begin with. I think it's a fantasy movie, so it's kind of hard to say with a fantasy movie is it's cheesy or not. That's that's one of my that was one of my um, my things with doing fantasy because it's it's hard to say is it cheesy or is it just fantasy movie you know I, I, it's weird i i hesitate to do fantasy movies because i think they're all kind of mm. cheesy right isn't all fantasy cheesy because it's ridiculous and silly and people say mm. dumb things and do stupid things yeah. and things that happen can't really happen so yeah a four a solid four because it was there was cheesiness in it but i don't think that it was an overall cheesy mm. movie okay Good choice, though. I, I enjoyed watching it. Thanks hey. for, thanks for introducing me to it. <laughs> I never would have watched it if it wasn't for this. Podcast, That's great. So. I mean, that makes me happy. All right, so I guess then then uh, we'll wrap this one up. It was good talking to you. It's been a few weeks. It's been a while. I have to get back into this. Like I'm not used to this anymore. I feel like I'm just talking to you. So I talk like I'm talking right. to you yeah. regularly. I got to get back well, I think into that's, this. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of editing going on with this one <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Because I'm just babbling right now. I don't no, know. No, no, no. Sorry, no. guys. But that's what editing's for. That's why we don't that's do this true. live. <laughs> not now, at least. Um, but maybe we will do a live episode soon. You don't know. Oh God, we had to get my heart. You just made my heart start pounding really hard. <laughs> don't even do that to me. Well, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway, it was good hanging out and talking about Willow. It was. And uh, we will catch everyone next time. All right. <laughs> Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>